welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Hey, Elevate Life Church, so excited that you're joining us. And also for those of you that are guests with us, I just want to encourage you right up front to share this with somebody. And hopefully you're having a watch party right now. And if you're not, have a watch party next weekend, okay? We love for you to be in your homes, and we love also for you to invite people into your homes. Let's do some community. This is our season to connect in our homes so that we can prepare for the big homecoming celebration when we come back to the Cathedral of Frisco when we come back as a church into the building as Elevate Life Church. So go ahead and put your hand over your heart. Let's make some declarations together. I'd invite you to stand with me if you would right now. Just everybody, no matter where you're watching, unless you're in a car, of course. But if you're where you can stand, stand up and let's do this together. Come on, let's do it together. Say it with me. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I'm blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. I declare that 2020 is my year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better, but 2020 will be my best year ever. I declare that 2020 is double, double for me, double blessing, double anointing, double portion of good things in every area of my life. I declare that according to Psalm 6511, that God is crowning my year with goodness and my path will drip with abundance. I declare that as I'm taught the word of God and apply it, that I'm wonderfully well and blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. Heaven's coming to earth right now. Possibilities coming into impossibility. God's bringing his super into your natural. That's what happens when we clap together. Well, you may be seated. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for those of you that may be watching for the first time and are a part of this online church experience. You know, we are the church. I'm standing in the church house. I'm standing in the church building. I'm standing in God's house. But this place is a house for God, just like you're in your house. But we are the church. We are the church wherever we go. We are the church when we come together in unity. We answer Jesus' prayer in John 17. When we come together and we are one, even as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. And Jesus, when he prayed this in John 17, five different times, here's what he said. God, make them one, even as we are one, so that the world will know that you sent me. So can we just get into agreement? I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. I think it's around the 10th verse. He said, I wish that you all, would speak the same things, that you would think the same things, and that you would agree on the same things. That is the purpose of the church, that we speak the same thing, that we come into agreement on the same things, and that guess what? As we begin to think the same thing, the kingdom of God can be advanced. So I'm very excited. I miss you all so much on a personal level. I just want to tell you that I miss you. I miss seeing your faces. I miss the energy of you in the room. But right now there's energy in that room. Somebody say amen. And I'm enjoying this series so much because... After Easter, I wanted to proclaim the good news because on Easter, of course, we celebrate the death, burial, and most importantly in capital letters, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which differentiated him from every other religious leader, which differentiated him from every other human that ever walked the planet because indeed he was and is the son of the living God. So Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he, he spent another 40 days or so on the earth and just revealing himself. First Corinthians 15, he revealed himself to 500 people at one time. He revealed himself to his brother, James. Uh, he revealed himself to multiple groups of people, of course, his own disciples. And, uh, and so the purpose for that was to indeed prove on earth that he had risen from the dead. And then ever since then, here we are 2,000 plus years later, and we're celebrating not only the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead 
Now listen to this. It dwells in you. It dwells in me. So he conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave. He conquered sin. He conquered uh, sickness and disease. And the message to us is greater works than these will you do because I'm going to go to my father, but I'm sending the Holy Spirit and he will come. And when he has come, guess what? The whole earth will be filled with the glory of God. So I'm just so excited and that's nowhere in my notes, but I just wanted to encourage you today that we are the church. Would you say that with me? We are the church. And uh, the gates of hell, Jesus said in Matthew 16, will not prevail against us. So we're coming together, we're growing stronger and when we come back y'all, when we come back to God's house, when we the church, not come back to church, we're having church, but when we come back to the house of God, we're gonna have a party. It's gonna be awesome. So make sure you're inviting people. Come on, y'all. Make sure you're sharing this right now. It's so easy. Make sure you're having watch parties. That's what we're doing. Make sure that you're becoming a part of small groups, home groups during this season. Connect with people. Men get plugged in with the mighty men. Get plugged in with the mighty men's Zoom calls. Reach out to Pastor Josh. Reach out to Scott Uncleback. Reach out to Garrett Uncleback and find out how you can be connected with men like never before. We're going to emerge stronger than ever from this in Jesus' name. You know why? Because we have a promise from God. We have a word from God. This is our year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better. Things are going to come in double doubles for the glory of God, double anointing, double blessing. I just believe that for you. So we have a promise from God. So the good news is we, we've been given the promises of God, and I've been talking about the promises of God are yes and amen. And then this week, I want to talk about how to get the promises of God. Come on, y'all. You need to get your promises. You need to get your promises. God has promises for you to get. I mentioned to you last week that there are an estimated 7,487 promises. They're putting that on the screen right now. I want you to flash it like a Batman symbol. Like, bam, 7,487 promises from God for you. Let's go get them. Let's go get them. So I'm going to be reading a lot from Scripture today. You know why? Because the Word of God, one word from God can change your life. So I'm going to be doing a lot of reading. And the reason I'm doing a lot of reading is because the Bible says that the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our pathway. The Word of God says, if I'll hide His Word in my heart, I won't miss the mark. I will not only not sin against God, but I won't miss my destiny. I won't miss my moment like this moment right now. So let's just prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Everybody said amen. Come on. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. How to get not just the promises of God, but how to get yo. How to get your promises. How to get your promises. So 2 Peter, the first chapter, 2 through 11. May God give you more and more grace. Everybody say double, double. He didn't say, may God give you more grace. He emphasizes, may God give you more and more grace. What does that mean? Double the power of God to do things God's way. It's coming to you right now. Double the power of God, more and more grace. Grace is the power of God to do things God's way. Double power for your marriage. Double power for your family. Double power for your business. Double power for your finances. Somebody put an amen on that. But he doesn't stop there. He said, and peace, another double, double. Grace and peace. So more and more grace, double. And grace and peace, double. Everybody say double, double. It's everywhere, y'all. I'm just telling you. What does peace mean? Peace means, arene in the Greek, it literally means wholeness, wellness that leads to prosperity. More and more grace, first double, more and more, of what? Grace, the power of God to do things, whatever you decide to do, I can do how many things? All things through Christ who gives me strength. So more and more grace, that's the first double, more and more. And then grace and peace is the second double of the double, double. Power of God to do things God's way, watch this, that promotes wholeness, wellness, and prosperity. Yes, we hadn't even got past the first sentence in the scripture, y'all. As you grow, that's what's happening in this season, in your knowledge 
of God and Jesus our Lord. See, it's your responsibility to grow in your knowledge. Not just that I give you the knowledge, but do you grow in your knowledge. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Can you just say praise the Lord right now? Let's take a praise break. We've been given everything we need. Come on. To live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. There's another double. Glory and excellence. Glory and excellence. In other words, God's called us to glory the goodness of God. Watch this. And excellence. The best. God wants you to give his goodness so you can live like my friend Joel Osteen says. Your best life now. Your best life now. So there's another double. Glory. God has given you his goodness. The glory of God is the goodness of God. And his excellence. The best life now. Wow. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Not just great promises, but double great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Man, have you ever had a desire that like steered you the wrong way? Yes. Don't put an amen on that. <laughs> but yes, we all do. But, but when, we, when we understand that we have been given the glory of God and the grace and the peace of God, the glory and the excellence of God, look at all the doubles. He doesn't just give us one thing, he gives us double. It's all over the place. We not only are able to live in this, in this divine nature, we have everything, everybody say everything, everything we need for a godly life, but listen, he, he causes us, he gives us the grace, the power to escape the world's corruption and its human desires. Listen, God gave you your desires, but don't mess up your desires by just following your own heart. Never follow your heart. That's what the world says. God didn't make your heart to follow. Oh, I just followed my heart and I just fell in love. And guess what? You're going to fall right off the cliff and you're going to fall right out of love. If you don't learn not to follow your heart, don't follow your heart. Follow the Holy Spirit's leading in your life. Follow the word of God in your life. Follow the wisdom of God in your life. Your heart is meant to be a follower. The Bible says, whatever you treasure, whatever you value, your heart will follow. So understand this. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Well, just follow your heart. You know, my heart, you know, my feelings are, your feelings are not facts. So important for us to realize that. So in this, in view of all this, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Lord, just help us to respond to your promises. We want your promises. I'm going to teach you today how to get the promises of God, but you've got to respond to the promises of God. You've got to decide, I want the promises of God. I just don't want that guy, that girl, that business, that client, that money, that possession. No, I want the promises of God. Say it with me. I want the promises of God. So supplement your faith, your belief that God's way is better than yours, with a generous provision of moral excellence, doing your best. And with your moral excellence, knowledge. Learn your life lessons. And with your knowledge, self-control, you've got to learn your own self-discipline. You've got to discipline yourself. And then patiently endure. And then patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection. Hey, we're going somewhere, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. If you wanna know how to love better, go backwards of what all we just read. It's the path to be able to love everyone, not just the people you feel love for. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful, double, I become more productive and I become more useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way, that's why you need to get this. Those who fail, fail to develop in this way, they're short-sighted and they're blind. They have blind spots, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, 
The Bible says work hard to prove that you really are among those who God has called and chosen. Double, man, it's everywhere, y'all. We're not just called, but we're chosen. We're not just chosen, but we're called. God doesn't just love us, but he has an assignment for us. Do these things and you'll be holy. No. Do these things and you'll be perfect. No. Do these things and everything in your life will go well. You know, no, you'll never have any trouble. No. Do these things and you'll never fall away. The Bible says, the book of James says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. People hit tough, t- tough times. They have bad stuff that happens. They're diagnosed with cancer. They have somebody that walks out of their life. They have somebody that, that betrays them. They have somebody that's disloyal and they, they give up. They quit on God. No, do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. Man, that's why I'm reading a lot of scripture because I'm preaching to y'all while I read the scripture. So how do we get the promises of God? Here's the G, y'all. Grow in the knowledge of God's promises for you. I've got to grow. I've got to grow. I've got to find out what's the promises for me, and I've got to grow in those promises. Now, here's what you need to understand about God. He governs and guides. Everybody say double. He governs and guides the whole world by his precious promises. For every problem in life you will ever experience, God has given you a greater promise than your problem and a more precious promise than your worst case scenario. Stop right there because I want everybody to get that. For every problem in your life, past, present, and future, that you will ever experience in your life, God has given you a greater promise. The problem reveals the promise. I love what Napoleon Hill said, a guy that I studied for many, many years. He said, within every adversity, within every adversity is the seed for a solution. In other words, the adversity, the problem actually points to the solution. The problem, whatever the problem is, helps us get better because we adapt, we adjust, and we change. So it's important that you understand for every problem in life you'll ever experience, God has given you a greater promise. Thank you, Lord. I want the greater promises, don't you? Greater promise than your problem and a more, now listen, this is a big one, and a more precious promise than your worst case scenario. Well, what is your worst case scenario? I don't know. You know, none of us like to think about a worst case scenario, but that's why we need the word of God. Why? Because the promises become precious, even more precious. They're great and precious promises. Why are they great and precious? Because they're great, because great means beyond normal. In fact, go look at it. Go look it up. In Webster's, 1828 Webster's Dictionary. Who he, Webster, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Noah Webster is the one that wrote all of the rules for grammar that we use today. He's the one that tells you where to put a comma where you need a comma. He's the one that tells you where to put a period when you need to put a period. He's the one that says, here's a good place to use an an exclamation. He wrote the rules for grammar that we use. A great thinker spoke seven different languages. Wow, pretty amazing. And if you look up the word great in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, which was the foundational dictionary for all the words that we use today, great, simple, simple definition, beyond normal. So God gives you great promises that are greater than your normal. They're greater than what's normally happening. They're greater than the seen realm. But he doesn't just give you promises that are greater than your problem. But watch this. He gives you precious promises. Now listen to this. When you go through the worst stuff, that's why we need the promises of God. We need the promises of God because I I hate it. But we're going to go through some stuff that none of us would want to go through. I mean, I'm, I'm just not even, I'm not even that far removed in this recording from being on a hospital table on Valentine's Day, on Valentine's Day, 2020, my year of double-double. It was a kind of double for me because guess what? I had a double heart procedure. 
I'd already had one on Father's Day last year. Then they found out I, they got to go in again. And I, I was, I was, I was emotionally, I was not just concerned about that, but more, it was more than concerned. It was like they, when they were going in, they didn't know what they were going to find. So I, I don't know what the worst case scenario is for you. I faced death twice in less than a year as I was turning 60 and I'm healthy. My God, literally, I'm a healthy guy. And I'm, and I'm having heart procedures? Like, is that fair? I've been the guy that's been, that we've worked out for 45 years, y'all. I mean, I'm just telling you. For 45 years, I've worked out. For 45 years, I've eaten reasonably right. When I say reasonably right, I mean, for many years, I've had one hamburger a week, one plate of Mexican food a week, and have eaten right the rest of the time. And I have heart problems. So your worst case scenarios are not because you've done everything right. And then, I mean, how deflating can that be? When in my case, for instance, when, when I ca- actually care about my physical body, I've had a gym in my home, 600 square feet in my home since before my kids were born. Health is my fourth core value. My worst case scenario is this body doesn't hold up. That's my worst case scenario physically. I don't know about you, but it's like, I want to live. I, I want to enjoy life. I want to you know, I was thinking the other day, I, I, I thank you, God, that I got to see my children get married and grandchildren born. I've got double-double this year. I got double two girls coming this year. Think about that. Before I knew that was going to be happening, I was saying this year's double-double. I got two, two grandbabies that are going to be born. I think in June and July, I think is when they're scheduled to happen, right in the middle of this year of double-double. Isn't that amazing? But I had this thought the other day, and I asked God this. And maybe he'll do it for me and maybe he won't. But I asked God this. I said, God, let me live long enough and be healthy enough to see Layla get married. That's a long time from now. But I would love to see all my grandbabies get married. And you know what? Be the old guy in the room that's healthy and wow. He almost died 25 years ago, but look at him now. That's so, so, so here's what I want you to understand. Whether things work out like we think they w- are going to work out or not, just really hear me. God gives you great promises to overcome your normal, and he gives you precious promises, double, double. He gives you precious promises in your worst-case scenario that the worst-case scenario is I die. Every one of us have an appointment for death, and by the way, we're all going to die. That I die before I thought I was going to die and, and spend eternity in heaven. That's my worst case scenario. So it's not, he gives me precious promises. Oh no, I'm gonna, no, listen, the death of a saint is precious in the eyes of the Lord. So I just wanna, I want you to hear me. But it's, if I'm gonna get my promises, I've gotta grow in the knowledge of God's promises for me. When you abide in God, he provides for you. So I want you to hear, when you abide in God, he provides for you. Bible says, Jesus said in John 15, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, listen now, you can ask what you will and it will be done for you. I love that. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask whatever you will and it'll be done for you. So when you abide in God, one of my leadership apologies is God will provide for you. Hey, let's look at another verse here. Hebrews 12, 27 and 29. The Bible says, now this expression yet once more indicates the removal and the final. So double, double removal and final transformation of all these things, which can be shaken. That is of that, which God has created so that those things which cannot be shaken will remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom, God, thank you, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude and offer God pleasing service and acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is indeed a consuming fire. You know what God's gonna do? He's gonna burn up everything in your life that's not him. 
That's the truth. Everything, that's why I read that scripture. In this season right now of our world, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And here's the purpose. So that only that which is of God shall remain. So there's a shaking going on politically right now. There's a shaking going on pandemically right now. There's a shaking going on at the highest levels. Why? Because the Bible says all that can be shaken will be shaken and only that which is of God shall remain. So everything on earth, hear this, that can be shaken will be shaken. Your life will be shaken. This morning I was... um, it's a part of my exercise. We have this thing called a cellulosizer. Cellulosizer, I think it's what it's called. Cellulosizer. Yeah, cellulosizer. And it's a, a really expensive little trampoline. And uh, I've incorporated it after my second heart procedure. And what it, what it, the only thing that you have more in your physical body than blood is lymphatic fluid. And a lot of times cancer and all kinds of stuff is caused because your lymphatic fluid never moves. People that struggle with their weight a lot of times, it's not because of what they're eating, it's because nothing's moving their lymphatic fluid. So if you want to, I'm gonna just give you a tip. If you want to just from losing weight standpoint, lose weight, one of the things you've got to do is you've got to get your lymphatic fluid moving. You know the only way your lymphatic fluid moves in your, in your body? Not from running, not for doing, from doing cardio, but from bouncing. That's the only way your lymphatic fluid can move. So if nothing else, for 10 minutes a day, you just find yourself kind of bouncing like this, not jumping up and down, just bouncing like this, and it it moves the lymphatic fluid in your body, and it gets a flow going on in your body. Most people do not know this. That's why I'm telling you this. So what am I doing? I'm shaking my body. Isn't that interesting? In the natural, the things that shake my body cause movement. When things are shaken, it causes movement. So the heroes of the Bible came from all walks of life. Listen to this. I mean, they were servants, they were rulers, they were leaders, they were male, they were female, they were single, they were married, yet one common denominator united them all. They built their lives on the promises of God. Every hero in the Bible, not every person in the Bible, but every hero in their Bible in the Bible built their life, whether they were male, female, single, married, whether they were a servant, whether they were a ruler, whether they were a king, every hero is mentioned as a hero in the Bible. For our example is in the Bible so that we can learn from them. They're a type and a shadow for how God wants us to grow through our problems how God wants us to grow through life. Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. So you've got to grow in your knowledge of the promises of God. So Hebrews 6, 13 and 18 says it like this. When God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hill, putting his own reputation on the line. He said, I promise you that I'll bless you with everything I have. Come on, everybody say, I receive that. Come on. Bless and bless and bless. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. Man, it took a long time. God gave him this promise when he was 75, Genesis, the 12th chapter. When God gave him the promises, then guess what happened? It took just 25 years for one of the promises to come to pass. So listen, we're not into microwave Christianity. God, you know, I gave for three weeks and you didn't do nothing. That's why no situation or circumstance or hard times should cause you to doubt God that you fall away from God because you're gonna be tested and tried. The trial of your faith produces precious, your life like precious gold. It burns the dross, it burns the things off of our life. The shaking, it, it, it just like the shaking causes my lymphatic fluid to move. I told Pastor Precious this morning, I said, you know what's weird is, um, is I said, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I only do it for 10 minutes, okay? That's, that's on top of my cardio. But I do that first because I get the lymphatic fluid moving. I get my body working, <coughs> excuse me. And, and so I told Pastor Precious this morning, I said, you know what I can feel move first? The, the liquid and stuff in my head. Isn't that weird? The shaking, the bouncing. It, it moves my sinuses. 
A lot of people have sinusitis or rhinitis or they have sinus problems because guess what? Stuff gets stuck. It gets stuck in their head. People have emotional problems because stuff gets stuck in their head. People have heart problems because stuff gets stuck in their veins. So all that can be shaken will be shaken. But guess what? When you know the promises of God and you stick it out, come on, y'all, you stick it out, you get everything that God has promised for you. Put an amen on that. The Bible goes on to say this. When people make promises, they guarantee them by appeal to some authority above them. So if there's any reason that they'll make good on the promise, the authority will back them up. But listen to this. This is the Bible now. When God wanted to guarantee his promises, he gave his word a rock solid guarantee. God can't break his word. And because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable. We who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus running ahead of us has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. How powerful is that, y'all? Come on, God has gone before us. He's made every crooked path straight. And when we grab a hold with both hands, the Bible says, of the promises of God, woo, his promises happen for our life. Stick it out. That's a word for somebody today. Stick it out. Keep holding on. Arthur, you know any holding on songs? Hold on, my anchor holds. Just get something ready because we're about to sing. But I want to end our time together by encouraging you in this. Before David, King David, Jesus' great, great grandfather, before he knew what the promises of God were even about, promises like God's never failing love, promises like God's forgiveness, Promises like God's mercy. Promises like God's grace. Promises like God's peace. Promises like God's prosperity. I mean, these are all great and precious promises. Before David, the psalmist, before David, the son of Jesse, the Bible says that Jesus Christ would come from the root of Jesse. Before they could even look into the future and see that Jesus would come through the lion of the tribe of Judah, before David knew about the promises of God, before he knew that one of God's greatest desires, listen now, because I'm gonna leave you with this, was to give us rest. Do you know that one of the promises of God is to give you rest? We don't think about that, do we? I just speak rest to you today. Just on the count of three, I want you just to breathe in and I want you to hold it for three seconds. One, two, three. Hold it. Now just breathe out. God wants to bring you rest in the midst of your restlessness. He wants to bring you rest in the midst of a chaotic world right now. And before David knew anything about the promises, he was living in the promise. See, some of you are living in a promise right now and you're so focused on what's not happening. You're so focused on your dreams not coming true. You're so focused maybe even on the struggle or the problems that you're going through right now, maybe even caused by this pandemic. But you're so focused on that, you don't realize you're you're, you're living in the promises of God. Come on, take another breath. Go, one, two, three. Hold it. It's just a reminder. That breath that's in you, God gave that to you. He started it and he can stop it. But that was just a reminder that anytime you're going through something, just stop and give your body a rest for a minute. You know what a cleansing breath does? Breathe in for three or four seconds, hold it for three or four seconds, 
blow out three or four seconds. You know why breathing is so important? Because it brings rest to our cardiovascular system. It brings rest to a weary soul. It's just like, just breathe in. So we breathe out your praise. And we breathe in your peace. So we breathe out your praise. We breathe in your peace. So we breathe out your praise. And we breathe in your peace. Come on, just breathe it in. Oh, we breathe out your praise. We breathe in your peace. Wow. Rest is a promise from God. I want to read you this scripture in 2 Samuel. And I know I've gone a little bit over today, but I just want to leave you with this. Right out of the word of God, before David knew, before he even knew there was any promises, he was living in this promise, this promise of rest. Listen, now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house and the Lord had given him rest. Come on, just thank God for your rest right now. You see, at any point you can rest in him. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. In other words, we got to get into rest, y'all. It's one of the promises of God. So as the Lord had given him rest, everybody say rest. From all his enemies all around, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside tent curtains. I got me a house, but God doesn't have a house. Then Nathan said to the king, listen now, the, the priest said to the king, Go do all that's in your heart, for the Lord is with you. I want to give you a word today. Go do all that's in your heart, for the Lord is with you. Don't always just be asking God, God, what do you want me to do? Go do what's in your heart for God. He's with you. So God had given David rest. He's living in this promise of rest. But it happened that night that the word of the Lord came to Nathan and said, go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord. And I want to say this to our church. Those of you that call Elevate Life your church. Would you build a house for me to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in a house since the time I brought the children of Israel up from Egypt, even to this day, but have moved about in a tent, in a tabernacle, wherever I've moved about with all the children of Israel. Have I ever spoken a word to any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people of Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now, therefore, Nathan, I want you to tell my servant David something. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following after sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. And I have been with you wherever you've gone. God is with us today. He's in your house. He's in my house. But this is his house, y'all. Come on. This is God's house that we built and that we're building together in the earth. So God was with all 12 tribes. I mean, he's in their houses. He's in their tribes. And all of a sudden, David whom God had given the promise of rest, realizes that he's got his house, but God doesn't have a house. So God speaks to Nathan, or, and he says, tell David this, I've been with you wherever you've gone. I've cut off all your enemies before you, and I've made your name great, like the name of great men who are in the earth. Again, he was under the promise of Abraham, an inheritance of Abraham, just like you are, just like I am. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them anymore as previously since the time I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest. There it is. God gave David a promise, and even in the midst of of fighting in the midst of wars, in the midst of pandemic, God said, I just want to remind y'all, 
I caused you to rest from all your enemies. I prophesy over you that God is causing you to rest from whatever's wearying your soul, from whatever enemy on the inside or outside that you're facing. Also, the Lord tells you that He will make you a house. Whoa! When your days are fulfilled, God continues and you rest with your Father. I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father. He will be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. But my mercy shall never depart from him. And as I took it from Saul, whom I removed before you, and your house and your kingdom, however, shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. According to these words and according to all this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. Then King David went in and he sat before the Lord and he said, who am I, O Lord? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? Come on, hadn't God brought us this far? He didn't bring us this far to leave us, y'all. Come on. He didn't bring us this far to leave. And yet, this was a small thing in your sight, oh Lord God. And you've also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. Is this the manner of man, oh Lord God? Now what more can David say? For you, Lord God, know your servant. For your word's sake and according to your own heart, you have done all these great things to make your servant know them. God's done all these great things for us so that we know his promises. Therefore, you, you are great. For you are great. You know that one? You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. That's right from this passage of scripture. You're great, oh God, there's none like you, nor is there any God besides you, according to all that we've heard with our ears, and who is like your people, like Israel, the one nation on earth whom God went to redeem for himself as a people to make for himself a name and to do for himself great and awesome, double, great and awesome deeds for your land before your people whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt, the nations and their gods. For you have made your people Israel your very own people forever. You become their God. Now, O oh Lord God, the word which you've spoken concerning me. And now I say to you, every person that's watching this, the word that was spoken for David is the word that's spoken for me. The word that was spoken to David that day that's recorded in 2 Samuel 7 is a word that's spoken for you. The word that was spoken for David is the same word that was spoken for Abraham. When God spoke it to Abraham in Genesis 12, he then reminded us in Galatians 3 that we are heirs of the promises of God. He said, the word that you've spoken concerning your servant and concerning my house and establishing it forever, do as you have said and let your name be magnified forever, saying the Lord of hosts, is the God over Israel. And let the house of your servant Keith, let the house of your servant David, let the house of your servant Bill, let the house of your servant Arthur, let the house of your servant Jason, as we follow after you, as we get our promises, we're not just getting them for ourselves, but we're getting them for our children. So let your house, Say that out loud. Let my house, put your name on it. The house of, fill it in. Let this house be about building your house, God. And I will build you a house. And God, you said, you're gonna build me a house. Therefore, your servant has found it in his, come on, in his heart. To pray this prayer to you. And now, oh Lord God, you are God. Your words are true. And you promised this goodness to your servant. God's promises, promising a goodness to you today. I want you to hear it. Now, therefore, let it please you 
to bless the house of your servant. Come on, just pray that over your family right now. God, let it please you to bless the house of Keith Craft, to bless the house of Josh Craft, to bless the house of Clay and Whitney Jones, to bless the house of Cole and Keila Ambrose, to bless the houses of the downline that have come from, from my body, God. May you continue to do it. And with the blessing, let the house of your servant be blessed forever. I just read you a whole chapter out of the Bible about the promises of God, and here's why. Because God promises you to rest. And one of the guarantees that we rest, listen very carefully, is that we make God's house a priority. Not just our house, not just our four and no more, not just get all we can, can all we get and sit on the can. But I am prophesying over you today that as you grow in the knowledge of the promises of God that He has for you, here's the promise. He's gonna cause you to rest from what's making you weary as you shift your focus to do what Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Keith, not the kingdom of Mike, not the kingdom of Rod, not the kingdom of Chuck, not the kingdom of Mitch, not the kingdom of Jason, not the kingdom of Ryan, all the people. No, don't seek that first. Seek the kingdom of God first and His righteousness, doing it His way. And all these things in your house, in your business, in your kingdom will come to pass. I came to remind you today, get your promise, the promise that you can rest in this fact as you put God's kingdom first, as you continue to serve God. As some of you that are watching right now, if you don't know God, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to know God, but get, get under the threshold, if I can say it like that, get in the doorway of God's promises for your future and understand why is one whole chapter in the Bible dedicated to this? Because there was one man, God didn't speak to him. He said, God, I have a house, but you don't have a house. And later in 1 Chronicles 29, he brought gold for gold, silver for silver. He made all the instruments for the house of God. He made the house of God possible out of his house. That's what we're doing. I'm preaching from the house of God today into your house. And if you'll make God's house a priority in your life, if you'll make the kingdom of God the priority in your life and not your agenda, not your problem, not your circumstance, God is gonna give you more and more grace, I'm prophesying over you now. He's gonna give you peace, wholeness, wellness, and prosperity. He's gonna bring double, double in 2020 in your life. He's gonna cause transformation to happen. And as you take care of His house, as you put God first, as you don't walk in fear, but you keep doing what you know to do, God is gonna take care of every other result according to His promises that are yes, and amen for you. Woo! Woo! So we're gonna do two things. Here's how we're gonna end. First of all, if you didn't click that give button when it was time to give and put God first with your finances, do it right this second. Do it right this second. Take care of God's house. What did, what did he say to David? And I'll take care of your house forever. Take care of God's house. This house is his storehouse. We're feeding thousands of people every two weeks. Every two weeks, 20 to $30,000, bam, to go feed people. Add, do, do those numbers. Most of us couldn't do that by ourselves, but we can do that together. We're helping a whole lot of people in this season because we are the house of God. And that's what the house of God represents. That as you take care of God's house, he takes care of your house. No matter what, Put God first in this season. No matter what, seek first His kingdom in this season. Grow in the promises of God. And I speak that the rest of God will come on your life. I speak also that the rest of what God has for you will come to pass. All these things will be added unto you. Boy, that, that's rest. You can rest assured in that. Second thing we're gonna do, 
is if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're watching this right now, it's very simple. Just in fact, everybody, just put your hand on your heart right now and invite Jesus to come into your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I give you everything I'm concerned about. I give you my mind. I give you my heart. I give you myself. Jesus, come into my heart. I ask you to be Lord of my life. Forgive me for the mistakes that I've made. I wanna put you first in my life. I wanna put your agenda before my agenda. And God, if it's really true that you'll take care of my house, if I take care of your house, you'll take care of my agenda, if I take care of your agenda, that's what I want. Because I wanna rest in the great and precious promises. Come on, hit some hearts, hit some claps, hit some likes, hit some shares. Hey, if you just made a decision for Christ, we, listen, there's people standing by live right now. We wanna help you. We wanna show you what your next steps are. So powerful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of this. And I'm gonna come back next week and I'm gonna finish this message because we're gonna get our promises. And what I want you to get this week, rest. Rest inside, watch this now. Rest in Him, rest in putting His house and His kingdom first and rest in this promise. If He took care of David's house, He's gonna take care of your house. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me bless you guys out. Come on, stand with me if you would, just wherever you are, let me speak this blessing over you. Come on, everybody. May the Lord bless you and may He keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you. May you know that if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is on your side, whom shall you fear? May you be like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water that your leaf will not wither. And whatsoever you do, come on, it's our year of double-double. It shall prosper. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Get plugged into a home group. Get plugged in. Get plugged in where you can, be on Zoom calls, be a part of our servant leaders in this season. Let's help feed people. Let's help take care of people. Let's be a solution and not the problem. Even if you got problems, get on the solution side by helping other people. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you wanna to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.